coming in hot, closing out the week. Chinchy, what's going on, brother? You, man, you got your Reds shirt on and you got your glasses. I'm seeing like a little Chris Sabo, little Chris Sabo look right now. <laughs> Those trendy glasses you got Dude, on. Dude, bro, I got, I, got, I got some new contacts, right, like about a week ago. And my doctor, Dr. Falbo, is the best. He's been my he's been Dr. my doctor Fauci? since Dr. Fauci? No, not Dr. Fauci, Dr. Falbo. Falbo. <laughs> yeah, keep going. And dude, he's like, been you know my doctor since I was like 16 years old. So dude, he's the best. Okay. So I was like, listen, I'm you know, a little I get a little tighter in these eyes. So he tightens me up. Mm-hmm. And I can see crystal clear, but now now I can't read. Oh so no. He's like, so he's like, you know, if I make this one stronger, you're gonna see perfect, you know, far, but near you're gonna be able to see so whatever. I didn't think it was that big a deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal, dude. Are they so pretty- now? I just I just talked to him trying to get my old prescription here, which isn't as good, but at least I can read in it. Oh goodness gracious. So t- I, I ran out of contact, so today I gotta go with the glasses, bro. Dude, I've been I'm so it's not I I guess I'll call it lazy. I am in desperate need of a new prescription. Yeah. And I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And like at night, by the end of the night, because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Much drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's getting old, man. Getting old. That's I know, I'm dude. I, I'm like, I'm like holding things. Anything I hold out, like a supplement or something, I got oh, like, it. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm always like, now, like when, when you see the old guys look at stuff and they, yeah. they put their glasses <laughs> down or they're, or they're like looking sideways. That's me all day long. Do you have, dude, do you have bifocals? Well, I have the what is it? Progressive. It's all- yeah, yeah. Oh, is that is that what I have too? Yes, that's what you have. Readers at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I got too. <laughs> well, progressive. And neither of us can read, so maybe progressive is a bunch of progressive BS. <laughs> I know. I know what the hell. Seems don't work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, we were talking before we came on. It's an interesting topic. Cheers to the Rays for accepting yeah. their team of management. Uh, cash and the gm right yeah and neander yeah now you like of course that's a great move by the team but you contend that maybe kevin cash should have like done done the player move and gone to quote free agency at some point well i'd like to see what the number is i don't know what the number is but i know that the raised typically don't pay a lot of money to anybody Yeah. And I know Neander and Cash obviously have a great relationship, and they're probably the best in the business as far as doing what they do with with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I Kevin Cash is a good buddy, of my man, when I see Craig Council getting eight million dollars a year to the Cubs, yeah, what's that he sets a standard now for for managers. And Kevin Cash to me is the best manager in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really believe you know what he's done there in Tampa is incredible. Yeah, I've known you know known Cash for years, and his personality and how good of a communicator he is, and you know he has that you know just like Bruce Bochy that backup catcher mentality. You know, if you're a catcher in the big leagues, you see the game differently. And I think Cash has done such a great job in so many facets. I would just like to see him get paid finally. I'd like to see Kevin Cash ten million a year. Who's going to sign Kevin Cash five years for fifty million? Like, yes, that'd be that's where the that's where the standard is now in the big leagues. So. Yeah. I hope Cash got paid. Cash, I hope you got paid, brother. Because <laughs> if I was your agent, I'd say, hold out. We're waiting until you become a free agent. And we're going to get the big money. <laughs> no, it's a good point. No, again, at the moment of this recording, we don't know how much. So, you guys, if you listen to this tonight and Kevin Cash got $15 million a year. Just yeah, yeah, then, then disregard. Disregard this whole thing. <laughs> I can't believe. 
can't imagine he got eight uh, no. close to eight million a year though. No, no way. First of all, you got to take a hometown discount when you get an extension. You're not going to get the yeah. market money. All right. Well, yeah, the other thing you have to think about too, he's got ki- young kids mm. that are in school. Yeah, you know, it's a good situation there. It's a big part of it, you know. Yeah, and if they ever do move that team to Tampa, then it's a whole other franchise. You're bringing in more money. Maybe you can make more money later on, but who knows if that'll ever happen. But then, speaking of extensions and getting paid, you know, Astros plan to offer Bregman an extension. They said it as soon as he, they actually started saying it as soon as the Altuve thing. They were like, don't worry, we'll get Bregman locked up too. But the question is, uh, if you just paid Altuve a certain amount of money, is Bregman getting that much less or more? On his extension. Well, I would say the Astros have some decisions to make because you mm-hmm. got Framber Valdez coming up after next year, 2025. You got Kyle Tucker. I think that's the guy they really want to lock up. Kyle Tucker, still in his 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, young kid, stud. That's the guy you really want to lock up. Now, they've already locked up Bregman once. Bregman's finishing, I think. I don't know what the numbers are, Chinch. I think it's, I want to say it's six years, 150 that he's signed or something like not Maybe yeah, not that much. Yeah, you're kind of in the right ballpark. Yeah, like he, he's, fin- he's just finishing up. So, oh, six year, $100 million contract. There you go. He yeah. signed in 2019. So they've already upped him once. This next one, but the, I think the biggest deal, like his agent Scott Boris was saying, was, was that Bregman's 30 years old, Altuve's 34. Bregman's one of the best third basemen in the game, dude. This guy is an absolute horse. You know, he's an absolute stud. Gets everything. Gamer, plays hurt. You know, just a guy that, uh, you know, comes up with big hits. And, you know, for me, he's one of the best third basemen in the game. So, uh, but I love that the Astros have the money. <clears throat> I'd be shocked if they don't make Bregman a nice offer. But if they if they don't, he's going to get it on the open market. Bregman is a game changer. Game-changing bat, game-changing player. And yeah. like I said, just a gold-glove third baseman. The guy could flat-out pick it over there. Probably play, Could probably play some short at the big league level, too. Right, right. Well, think about this. In his one-year deal, what did Justin Turner get? Oh, actually, he's not really a good comp anymore because he's going to be more of a DH than a third baseman. But again, I think Turner got what? It was He could make up to $15 million a year on that one-year deal. So... Bregman sh- should be getting in the 20 millions at least. Well, think? and also Turner's 40. Right. You yeah. know, and, well, and Bregman's Rock. 30. So, you know, yeah, I mean, he's probably probably looking at 25 to 30 maybe. Yeah. And he gets, you know, he can get banged up here and there, but, I mean, he's a gamer. So, and he's got that compact built. It's not like, you know, he's 6'5", 240, carrying that weight around all these years. He's right, right. A lot. What is it, lithe? He's like a live 30 years old. Right, right. right. He's going to age well, dude. He's going to age well. He's got that short swing, yep. quick to the ball, A to B. I mean, that that ages well. Yeah. So the yeah. Astros have some decisions to make, too. You know, And like I said, you got Framber Valdez sitting there, too. Nasty lefty. You know, you win, yeah. one, you win on the bump. You're going to have to pay him big money, too. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. It's a good problem to have. And don't forget, dude, they've let Correa walk. They've let George Springer walk. They let Garrett Cole walk. You know what I mean? There's some there's some big names great that they point. just didn't want to pay that big money to. They let them walk. That's a great point. Um, speaking of walking around, uh, 
trade potential. People, everybody wants the Guardians closer, Classe, uh, who I contend could be like a game changer or a division changer if somebody winds up with him. He's about as he's about as good of a closer as you get in the major leagues right now. He's nasty, man. He's yeah. na- he's a he's a, he's the lockdown guy at the end of the, at the end of the game with 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 electric stuff so you're right anytime you get a guy like emmanuel classe you know you you've made your bullpen elite you know it's like when hater went to the astros right. you're like okay now you got a bray you you got presley and and uh hater at the back end of that pen as now elite yeah that is yeah class oh. a does has that same kind of pedigree right and then one other thing you and i didn't talk about before but i'm looking at it now they're saying, first of all, Mar- Montgomery should sign somewhere by the end of next week, which I'd like to hear because we keep talking about him and nothing coming. Now, interesting, J.P. Morosi said uh, that there's potential that the Phillies could st- go after either Snell or Montgomery. I don't see why they wouldn't because that would really put them in a good spot this season. Phillies? Well, dude, that's, it's great ownership out there, obviously with uh, with the Phillies and to have Dave Dombrowski not do anything in the offseason is like you almost feel like he's like that lion waiting waiting for that the gazelle <laughs> gazelle to come running by he just freaking cl- cl- cross body blocks like the road warriors you know what I mean so that's that, that's that's what I see when uh you know when I when I see Dave Dombrowski not doing anything like that's a little fishy so when you say say Snell or Montgomery to the Phillies I'm like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense just because Dombrowski's only real move has been signing Aaron Nola back, which obviously is a yeah. big one, but we all know that you win with great pitching, and so does Dave. Dave Dombrowski, anywhere he's gone, you go back to his Marlins teams, you know, you got Josh Beckett, Dontrell Willis, Brad Penny, Carl Pavano, all those guys, Al Leiter, Kevin Brown when they won it all, right? I mean, those incredible pitching. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Boston. He has, you know, he goes and gets Chris Sale. You know, always wants to. Now he, you know, now he's in Philly and he knows. He did in Boston. We went and got Price. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, talk about Detroit. Hang on, Detroit. When he's in Detroit. David Price, Scherzer, and Verlander. Right. And yeah. We, you know, we had Kenny Rogers. He had Bonnerman, Nate Robertson. I mean, there's like loaded guys always in those rotations. So. Dave Dombrowski always has pitching on his mind, especially elite mm-hmm. top end pitching. Like he knows you don't win with three, four, five starters in that rotation. You win with a lot of, a lot of ones and twos. And, you know, I almost feel like the Phillies, when you look at, you got Wheeler, you got Nola, man, it'd be nice to have one more top flight guy in that rotation. Yeah. And I honestly, I got to say, no, no offense to Montgomery. Cause I think Montgomery's great, but like, Snell kind of has that Philly mentality, I feel like. Like, I feel like Snell. Yeah, yeah would, he would, like, thrive there. Yeah, I feel like he 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 just fits in with that, like, you know, what is it, a lunch pail? Yeah, blue collar, grimy, grimy, a little grimy. It's a little grimy there in Philly, you know what I mean? It's a little <laughs> yeah. grimy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just crushing cheesesteaks. Dude, and- I, told, I told you in Philly. Yeah, dude, I, I told you in Philly, first off, Kevin the Clubby, shout out to Kevin, used to make the greatest cheesesteaks ever. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd get a couple cheesesteaks before I head out there, but then you never felt that great like the fourth or fifth, but they were the best. Everyone's like, Pat's, Gino's, no, the best cheesesteaks are in the Philly clubhouse, right? But I think I told that story like in Philly, dude, the, you know, the griminess of like, just when you go on deck, I yeah. mean, three or four or five people are waiting to just get on you, like, just yeah. rattle the cages where you swing in a first pitch changeup, put it in play because you're so rattled that like, 
just get me out of here, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. oh, dude, I, I, I got to tell a quick story. When when the when the World Series was uh, Yankees Phillies, okay, that was like our first year actually having World Series coverage. Right. Of course, you know, we we were just like a super startup, so we all drove we drove to Philly for the series, like in cars, and we carpooled, like carpooled with a couple guys. I'm not going to mention who, but. They were like, we got to go to, I, I don't even remember if it was Geno's or Pat's. I get them so confused. One's with Wiz, one's the cheese Wiz. Yeah, but whatever. We were going to one of them. That's the point. And this one guy who's in the car, who I'll also tell you his name afterwards, <laughs> after we hang up, like, he's like, I can't wait to get this. We got it. I'm going to get like three of them, whatever. Now we're driving at, we drove after the late MLB tonight. So we left at like, like it was like 1 30 in the morning when we started driving to Philly. So we get, cheesesteaks at like three o'clock in the morning Wait, so they're, they're still open yeah i think so it was like a weekend I, whatever it was I, I don't know long story short this dude was so ready to crush these we are standing checking in and i just hear like the crinkling of paper and i look over this dude's online to check into the hotel like he's three minutes away from his room and he's just crushing <laughs> one of his cheesesteaks behind me and you know there's other people actually checking in it's like you know what a cheesesteak smells like. Dude. Oh, yeah, it comes out. It's like, oh. I'm like, what? Are you, what's it? And, and he's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> finished it before he even got to the, the check-in thing. Oh and God. had two more for when he went. Oh, <laughs> dude, we got three cheesesteaks? <laughs> I love it, dude. Oh, it is it? Anyway, I do love a good cheesesteak, man. Yeah, I love me, too. I love a great, a great cheesesteak. Yeah. Maybe I'll get one today, actually. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't? They've got so many good places out there in Jersey, too, right? Well, I don't live in Jersey. You keep saying that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You were at my house three weeks ago. I'm at Rock, Rockville Center, Long <laughs> yeah. Island. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, there are good cheesesteaks here. Um, all right, you gotta get going. We got busy days. Hey, it's yeah. week, it's the weekend. So we, hey, dude, who do you got in the Super Bowl? I don't know yet. I really don't. Like dude, my my gut says, don't bet against Mahomes. I, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes. But then, uh, like, I, it's really more of like rooting on a rooting thing. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I, I'm here. I'm rooting for a good game. I'm rooting Me for too. A good game. Me too. I am too, bro. I, I think that's too. it. I'll be happy for either. T like, if the Chiefs win, the the story is Mahomes is uh, he's in it. He's in. He's in the car. He's sitting shotgun with Tom Brady already. If he wins this game, I think. Now, if San Fran wins, like. I love the McCaffrey story. I like Kyle Shanahan too. I like, I like Brock Shanahan. Purdy. I like Purdy. I there's a lot of there's a lot of likable guys on both sides. Oh yeah, dude. The, uh, Kel Kelsey Mahomes, mm -hmm. you know all those guys, and then dude, you got Fred you got, Wonder too. The, the the linebacker for the, yeah, the you got Kittle. So cool. Kittle. Yeah. Kittle was just cool. Kittle's like, awesome. Yeah, and I don't Brock know Purdy. About, like when they had their, when they had their like media night stuff, there was an interview where. They had Kelsey and Kittle together. Yeah. It was just the respect the guys had for each other and how great they were. They're such great guys. And they were almost like rooting for each other. It's a good, it's a good group of it's two likable teams. The only yeah. reason everybody hates the Chiefs is twofold right now. It's like you don't like the team that's on top, you know, how the right. over those years. And you're just jealous of Travis Kelsey and Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why people are rooting against them. There's no other reason to root against them. They're all nice people, too. You know, like, yeah, you know. yeah, so true. So we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. Well, it'll be fun, dude. I'm looking what? forward to it. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, tell Jess, I hope she's feeling better. 
Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. feeling better? All right, good, dude. Just and, knocked uh, out for I'll, a couple of days. Yeah, and I'll catch you later. All right, buddy. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.